Morgan Freeman or whoever these ladies think are super attractive these days. Morgan Wallen. Morgan, 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 Morgan. You see that big bone right there? Yeah. You know what that is? That's a walrus. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's a big thing. Be patient. A lot of barbers think they're going to come out of school. And the fact of the matter is you don't know shit when you come out of school. Like, you know exactly. Welcome back, everybody. I am here with Brett at Cloak & Dagger Barbershop here in Ocala. I am super excited to interview him. He is my personal barber. Hope you guys really enjoy this interview. All right, Brett, so how are you doing today? Fantastic. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Let me get my drink. I don't want to be the only one without one. But clinky, clinky and a drinky. <laughs> Do I have a milk mustache? No milk mustache. I think you're, think you're good. Oh, well, I need to keep drinking then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nope, you're fine. So tell us a little bit about what you do and how this journey all kind of started for you. Um, I'm a barber. I specialize in men's grooming. Lots of fades, lots of hot towel shapes, um, ears and nose waxing. You know. <laughs> Real fun stuff. Um, I got my start about four years ago uh, when me and my former partner started bouncing around uh, the idea of opening up our own spot. I uh, initially I went to cosmetology school because that's kind of what I thought I wanted to do is do the cool colors and stuff like okay. that. Uh, so I went to cosmetology school and then when I got finished with that I worked alongside of her for about a year or so and then I just realized that I really liked cutting hair. I mean even in school I realized I started to realize that I liked uh, just the hair cutting aspect of everything a lot more. Um, uh, of course, naturally being a man, you know, I, I picked up a lot of male clients that first year uh, in cosmetology and started doing a lot of men's cuts, and I just realized I liked that so much more. Um, and then the idea started kind of circulating about like a salon barbershop kind of thing. Ended up going back to barbering school, doing like a bridge program, um, learning how to use a straight razor and learning a little bit more about beards and stuff like that. Um, so I did that. And then went to uh, to work at a local barber shop here in town. Um, did that for about a year, and uh, well, he came to me. It was about nine or ten months after I started working for him. Had some experience under my belt. He came to me and told me he was going to sell his shop and uh, relocate, and he offered it to me. And I, I took him up on it. And me and her opened up our uh, our place that we've been talking about for several years. So. Okay, so that's how you ended up here. Now, what did you do before? You just said you were 30 when you started. Right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of everything. I, I never really felt passionate um, about anything career-wise other than, like, music. And, um, you know, I was in a lot of bands and stuff when I was younger and all. That's that's obviously a pipe dream for most people is, like, making it in music. But um, I did a little bit of everything. I was in the, the restaurant industry for, those were my first several jobs, like just cooking and stuff like okay. that. Um, some sales jobs. I actually worked for Ocala Star Banner at one point, which oh, is gosh. pretty, pretty wild. Um, I, yeah, I sold advertising, if you can believe that. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and then my, my last job before I became a barber was I worked at um, a Harley Davidson dealership. So, okay. Uh, and sold bikes, which is a little more me, I guess, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You working for a Calstar banner? I would never like that. <laughs> yeah. I would never. Envision. It was it was uncomfortable to say the least. Just <laughs> very different from those people. No offense, but yeah, no, you are very. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't imagine. Maybe yeah. you had a little less, little couple less tattoos back then. Maybe a little bit. Or 
Oh, I didn't have them. Oh, I actually did have a couple face tattoos, but I had okay. to put makeup on my face to cover them up. Oh. It was an ordeal. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a whole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went. I went to the interview with long sleeves on and so much like cosmetic makeup on my hands and face that I had no tattoos to these people. And then when they hired me, I came to work and I'm like, ah, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I've had my hands and stuff. I'm like, you're done to hire me now. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> so what, um, you said you're in a band. What do you, what do you play? I was in a band. You're I'm in not a band. really okay. in a band anymore. But um, I, my main instrument's guitar. Mm. Um, and then I sing. And I, I like to okay. dabble a lot with like synthesizers and keyboards and drum machines and like programming. Okay. Like electronic type stuff. So that's okay. kind of more of my thing now. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. To learn that. Yeah. I learned something new. Yeah, but guitar. I've been playing guitar for like over 20 years, so oh, okay. that's, cool. that's the main thing. Okay, yeah. I played I trumpet and then I played guitar for a yeah. while. Yeah. So yeah, I did all Yeah, that. I um, uh, really fun fact that not, not a lot of people know is I played clarinet in oh, middle school. Okay. Yeah. That's a vibe. Yeah, it's, uh, it's lame. My mom played clarinet, so I guess I don't know. If that's yeah. the oh, lame well, thing to do. it's so cool. No, you don't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of Squidward. Oh, Isn't that yeah. what Squidward plays? I believe so. Yeah. I believe Squidward plays a clarinet. So kind of just tell us um, a little bit about what you guys do here, what your specialty is. I know obviously fading and all of that, you kind of hit on that. But like, I guess where do you think you're going to end up, you know, taking what you do? Like what route would you like to go? There's a lot of routes to go. So me and my, my former uh, ended up kind of going our separate ways about a year ago. And I ended up taking the shop over like solely um, and you know ever since like since its conception we were going to do like the salon barbershop type thing and and we still are um, I have a fantastic stylist here her name is Kelly she does women's hair and color and keratin treatments and women's cuts and all that kind of stuff she's really good um, I obviously don't really have much of a hand in that kind of stuff I do more of the barbering um, so, you know, honestly, it is still kind of a salon and barbershop. Uh, moving forward, it'll probably be more in just like the barber direction, though. Um, I am looking for other barbers to bring in okay. here and fill up some of these chairs and stuff, um, doing like a booth rental thing. I really want to grow, you know. Okay. I really I really want to grow this place big. Um, it would be awesome to, to outgrow this location and have to, you know, go into a different spot with, you know, eight chairs or something. Okay. Um, but that's down the road, you know, it's hard, it's hard finding people that are already established and that's what we need. We need barbers that have a clientele, you know, and, and are really serious. Unfortunately, it's just kind of hard to find, but what do you, um, what do you think makes a good barber? Uh, one that listens, okay. you know, one, one that listens more than anything. Somebody that, um, listens to their customers. I think that's incredibly important because I get a lot of people from other, uh, Places around here, won't mention any names, but lots of um, <clears throat> lots of places that they, just, they come in. They the barber cuts their hair the way that they want to cut their hair. You know, they don't they don't listen to the customer. Customer says, "I want an inch off the top." The barber takes three inches off the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, I um, do. You know, so 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 one that listens and and you know actually takes to heart. You know. Uh, what the client wants, you know, wants to make the client happy, you know, because um, at the end of the day, the uh, the consultation is the most important part of it, you know, so when I sit a new client down, I always ask them, you know, how they heard about us and everything, welcome them in, and then I ask them in pretty good detail, like, what they want, 
ask them if they have any pictures, uh, and then just kind of go from there, okay. you know. Um, and if I have any questions at all, I ask, you know. And I like to actually spin them around and let them tell me in the mirror what they think is an inch because an inch means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So sometimes an inch is that much, and then other times it's that much. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, so, you're not wrong. So I spin them around, I'm like, how much hair do you want me to take off the top, you know? That helps. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Being a being a realtor, I definitely think that's one of really the most important thing is like listening to people mm -hmm. and actually like caring about them and wanting to know what their needs and wants are instead of like what you're trying to push on them. Right. Or just trying yeah. to be quick. I yeah. guess you know. Yeah, I, I that's think, another thing. Yeah, as we as we yeah. say, like we have you can have commission breath. That's all you you're just wanting like money and that's it. That's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. So good point. Um, a lot of barbers just want to turn and burn, get you in, get you out, you know, and. Um, I try to not do that. Obviously, being an appointment shop, I can, I can set aside an amount of time that says like this is how long it takes for me to do a good haircut, and when someone books an appointment, they're paying that premium, you know, for that that good haircut. You know what I mean? And so I can take my time, ask the right questions, get them looking the way they want. If it's not exactly what they wanted, when I spin them around, then I can go in, you know, make a couple changes or whatever. And uh, that's just really important to me. You know what I mean? That I've had a lot of customers talk to me about how important it is that I talk to them the way that I do. Um, I I'm an open book to my customers. We have a big conversation every time. You know what I mean? Um, you can ask other people that that are here at the shop. You know, uh, we talk about just about everything. You know, I know a lot about them. They know a lot about me, and uh, that conversation is really important. So I'm not. I'm not just out here trying to make as much money as possible. Like I consider my clients like my friends. You know what I mean? They are the reason I can pay my bills. So, you know. No, that's a great way to look at it. I mean, yeah. I think. I mean, you can, you do sales to some degree. I mean, I would consider this to be kind of a sales job. You're selling your service. You got to you got to sell yeah. yourself, and you got to sell your service for sure. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, the biggest thing is always to build some type of rapport. And I mean, I think you do do that very well. I mean, I've experienced it, so I do think you build rapport. I think your shop's very welcoming. It's not so posh or so like clean cut, and I kind of appreciate that. I think a yeah. more relaxed, kind of chill vibe. That's just kind of like different than everybody else is a good thing. Yeah, that's definitely. Um, definitely what I was going for so I appreciate that yeah I want I want our shop to be weird I want people to come in here and be like that's that's definitely not like any other shop you know what I mean we've got animal skulls and wet specimens and all kinds of weird macabre stuff on the walls. Do you guys and have stuff. wet and specimen? Where do you guys yeah, have that? Over there. Oh, in you the don't. Cabinet. You don't. I don't think I've yeah, there's, ever. Yeah, there's an armadillo head oh, right I there in the see. jar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I you put that in recently, haven't you? Uh, three or four months ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So sort of recently. So it, it like really blends in with the wall. Yeah. I don't think I noticed. I noticed it the like one of the last times I came mm -hmm. to get a haircut, and I noticed it. Yeah, always adding stuff that coyotes knew, the ram I know, skulls I like knew. Um, yeah. That's a whole. Yeah, always adding to it, you know. Um, that's a, you see that big bone right there? Yeah. You know what that is? I have no idea. That's a walrus. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's okay. A, a f we are the only barber shop in Ocala with a walrus. And I pride myself on that. You pride yourself on yeah. that? Okay, that's quite. Yeah, so that, that's. Where did you get that at? My dad. I was, uh, I was talking to my dad, and, um, yeah, and I said, Dad, I need some weird shit my shop and he goes son do you want to see my walrus and I'm like yes and so okay yeah. well, your dad came in clutch I guess yeah. <laughs> now is your dad into all this stuff too or is it just you? um 
not to the greatest extent, but obviously really likes walruses. Okay. Yeah. Quite interesting. I <laughs> this was, I was not, I wasn't sure where you were going to go with that, but walrus not like in my radar of where you were going to go with that. Yeah, so. that's quite interesting yeah that's exactly okay. what it is and I, I, I like it right where it's at i know my station <laughs> that's really funny i love it so why is the name cloak and dagger so when we were coming up with the name um we wanted something that kind of hinted towards you know like a double entendre so to speak like if you look at it cloak could be like the cape that you put around and oh, dagger okay. could either be like the razor or the shears okay um for us, we really liked it too because it had a, a certain level of mystique, you know? It wasn't just like, I don't know, Brett's Barbershop. You know what I mean? I, no offense or anything, but it just, yeah, no, I, I, wanted, I wanted something that stuck out and made people go, that's weird, what is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and to this day, um, we get so many compliments on our name, on the logo, and stuff like that. So. I'm assuming we did a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't the one that came up with the name. That was, okay. that was my former partner. She came up with the name. She brought it to me. Okay. I said, I, only... I love it. Let's do it. And then I was the one that came up with the idea of the logo. Okay. And then I sent that to an artist in Orlando. And he was the one that brought that to life. So, okay. So is yeah. that what I'm looking at over there on your, in your thing? What, what is that? Like, what? I see the cloak and dagger. It says, like, in your... I just... I just I've never sat at this angle to like look like the. You're talking about the uh, the cloak, comic book. The comic book, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he did that. No, he did no. not. That's a oh. that's a legitimate that's comic what I thought, book. Yeah. But then a customer just saw it and was like, "I'm gonna bring you this cool comic book." Cause okay, that's that's, that was, that's why I asked about the name because yeah. I'm telling like when I come in here, like I do look at your. There's just like a lot to look at. Yeah. And so I don't think I've ever and I've never sat because I'm always facing this way. So I really noticed this wall <laughs> and not what's here. So I just right. so happened to be like sitting yeah, like directly into it. And yeah, I was the, like, okay. The comic book's like a little Easter egg, you know, just tucked away in there. Okay. It's hiding. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about the event that you have coming up. So on September 24th um, of 2023, that's this year, um, we are doing a, a charity event um, for autism awareness and to raise money alongside a local nonprofit organization called uh, the Artistic Spectrum. Uh, and what the Artistic Spectrum likes to do is they like to get school supplies and funding and things like that and donate to um, educational institutions for kids with those kind of, those kind of issues and stuff. So uh, that's what 100% of the proceeds are going to on that day. Um, I'm going to be here cutting hair all day. Kelly's going to be here cutting hair and stuff all day. 100% of the earnings are going to go uh, to school supplies and stuff for autistic children. Uh, on top of that, we're going to have a food truck. We're going to have live music. Um, I've got Stephen Perry coming to play, John Copeland coming to play, both great musicians. I've got uh, Teddy Sykes. He's coming. Um, he's going to do life painting, and yeah. he's also going to have a lot of his art and stuff here. Awesome. Aaron Thomas, another great artist. Um, we're going to have a bike wash. A car and bike wash, excuse me, a food truck, um, curbside cuisine, lots of vendors, um, way too many to name them all off the top of my head. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Yeah, we've got 10, 11, 12 vendors, live wow. music, food truck, bike wash, um, all kinds of stuff. So, so is that going to be here? It is. Yeah, we're going to okay. take over the whole parking lot. Awesome. Yeah, it's okay. going to be very cool, very fun. And then we're going to donate, you know, make a big donation to um, 
To them. To them. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. How'd you like? Is that like somebody that you know that runs the organization? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So my buddy John Dismuke and his wife uh, Nikki, um, they they run that organization. They have a an autistic child, I believe. Okay. So. Um, so I think it's something they're very passionate about, and they, they started the organization. I've known him for many years. We, okay. we go way back. We were actually in bands and stuff together as well. Awesome, oh, okay. awesome guy. Um, and so when I had the idea to do it, it, it just naturally, you know, I thought, what, what, better, what better person to team up with than somebody I'm already super comfortable with, you know? Yeah, so. no, I, I agree. I think doing more and more events like that is, like, a great way to get your name out. And I think as COVID has now kind of, like, surpassed and we're, like, out to where we want to communicate with people and talk to people and have community, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. So I'm kind of ex excited to see what Ocala comes up with. And, like, I hope you guys have a great success with that. I plan on coming. Come see you That'd guys, be great. of course. Yeah, it's going to um, be a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. If you guys need, like, help with anything, you just let me know. Yeah, the help. more hands, Yeah, I mean, know, I don't mind better, coming and helping, so. so. Cool. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know me. That's just how I, how I do my business, and this is who I am, too. 100%. I think, especially for, like, artistic kids, I mean, artistic kids with art. Like, you know, my wife's an art teacher, so yeah. a lot of times for those kids, like, art is, like, the one time that they really enjoy themselves. I mean, yeah. it really does change their life in a lot of ways. Some of the worst kids she has, well, she has no issue with in her class at all. They're yeah. happy. They love their art. They're happy to come there. And she's like, I don't, they'll like come to her like, this kid's so terrible. She's like, they're never bad in my class. Like they're always good in my class. Yeah. So I do think it's an, it's an important outlet for them. And it, I'm glad people are pushing for that. Cause I mean, technically with Ocala, what the bills are, they technically could get rid of it. It's yeah. sad. Yeah. So we don't, it's not just part of the, you know, way we have the school system set up. It actually is like a tax bill. Right. It's like really ridiculous. Yeah. So, well, I'm going to turn this part into where I always ask about social media and okay. what you think. I know you hate it. We've had these conversations. Yeah, I kind of, I, I love you hate it. I know you do. So let's talk about it. All right. So what do um, you think about it? What you? I think it can be a very powerful tool, you know, if, if harnessed properly. Um, but I also think it can be incredibly toxic, you know, if you, if you don't respect it. Okay. If that makes any sense at all. Um, I use it. For, for mostly for marketing, you know. Um, I have a, a shop Instagram, and I have a shop Facebook, and I have a shop TikTok that I started fairly recently and never really did anything with because I just hate TikTok, even though it's probably the better of the three social media outlets currently. Um, I just, honestly, I am tend to be way too busy cutting hair you know what I mean? Then to, to to film and edit, and it's just like a full time job in and of itself. Um, but yeah, it's I mean it's it's great if you can kind of avoid the. You know, there's a lot of it on there. Yeah, there's a an lot awful of lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's. I mean, I think it's an important part of business, but I think you can be successful without it too. I think it's. I think you can. Yeah. I'm also intrigued to see where AI goes because, like, now we're starting to get to where you don't have to edit. You just record and it edits for you. So once we get, yeah. once, I mean, I'll be AI happy when that's crazy. efficient because, I mean, I, I edit. I don't edit everything because I do have a virtual assistant that edits my shorts. But the full podcast, I don't have them do because I maybe I'm a little bit too much of a control freak. I'll admit it. But I want it to be a very specific way and I want it to be very nice. And so I have my standards and, like, I just want what I want, and I feel like I'm better at it than my virtual assistant is. And so the shorts are not necessarily as important to me, but the entire video in itself is very important to me. I'm also, you know, I'm representing you, and you're on here, and I want to make sure that whatever's on there is appropriate for you. And, you know, sometimes I have people that be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said that, or they freak out, and I'm like, okay, yeah. well, we're cutting it. <laughs> we're going to take it out, I want to make sure it still sounds good. Yeah, oh, yeah. And so, I mean, I'm excited to see where AI kind of goes with 
goes that direction because mm -hmm. it's going to be nice to not have to sit in front of a computer for hours like I do. Yeah. And deal with it because I did that today and I'm tired. Do you think that's something you'll ever do more of? Maybe if you have more time? Like maybe if it grows a little bit more and you do most of it because you don't have anybody else. Yeah, I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into that, to be honest with you. Um, it, the one thing I could see happening would be hopefully one day maybe having someone take over that for me. Okay. And handle a lot of those obligations because it's just, I, I really try not to be on it very you much. Just I've. Like it. Yeah, I've just seen it ruin people's lives, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, people that just can't get off their phone and socialize and operate in, like, the normal real world. So I just try to not do that under, you know. I, I, just, I honestly, I try to limit myself, you know, to an hour or two a day. And that's even still probably way too much, to be honest with you, but a lot better than some people. So. Yeah, no, some people, I know, the doom scrolling is a real thing. Yeah. It really is. And, and you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it. Oh, yeah. At times, you yeah. know, especially on like days off and I'm bored and I'm tired. And those are the days where I'm on it more, you know. So I just try to try to play video games or something instead. Yeah. It's not a whole lot more productive, but I don't know. Maybe it might, make your, maybe it might make your mind work a little bit more depending on what kind of games you play. What kind of games you play? Games that are pretty stimulating. <laughs> like, like? Like Elden Ring. Okay. okay. Yeah. Games that... Really a lot of anger me. So you like um, what do they call that? Quest games, isn't that what they call that? Well, RPGs, RPG. probably what you're referring to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I play a lot of RPG games. Like I played Diablo Four, okay. and Elden Ring, and Final Fantasy, and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I used to I used to do a lot of gaming when I was yeah. younger. My parents, <laughs> I, my parents actually, we were my dad did computers for a living, so we all had like really like bougie computers with like lights and all kinds. Of, I mean, it is what it is. It was mm -hmm. like you know the mid 2000s, so so everybody, it was like a cool thing if you had that. Um, and so we used to play Call of Duty 2, we used to play COD 2, and my dad had, like, servers, and, like, they did, like, everything. Yeah. It was, like, a whole, whole big family affair. My mom played, my dad played, I played, so I was, um, and we did that for a long time, and then when I got into high school, I, I personally hate console games. I just, something about it I just, I don't like, and I, and I honestly suck at it. Like, you give me a computer, like, a mouse and a keyboard, and I can, like, but... I cannot yeah. do it on a console. I don't know why. I just, I just, I can't. I suck. Yeah. It's terrible. All right. Well, towards the end of my podcast, I always ask this question. So, okay. so um, you know, what what advice would you give to somebody that's looking to go either into barbering or the hair route, or I mean, honestly, just entrepreneurship because that's what it is. Yeah, for um, for barbering, um, be patient. That's that's a big thing. Be patient. A lot of barbers think they're going to come out of out of it out of school. And uh, or, or cosmetologists too, whatever. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, you don't know shit when you come out of school. Like you know exactly what they want you to know, and that is how to pass state board. Yeah. You have no real working knowledge of how you actually are a hairstylist or a barber. You know, and then uh, there's you know there's a lot you can't learn on a mannequin. You got to have a lot of you know human contact and experience so be patient with yourself you're going to suck at first everyone sucks at first um, and you're going to be slow and you're not going to make any money and uh, that's really important to remember um, those first couple years they suck they suck for everyone you know um, but keep pushing through be patient with yourself um, you know save where you can and if you got to have a second job or whatever to kind of you know um, compensate a little bit here and there then that's what you have to do but it is it is totally worth it um to get to a point where you know 
you're busy as a barber or a hairstylist. Um, you can make a lot of money. You can be really happy doing it. It's an awesome industry. You can um, you can dress the way you want to dress. You can be yourself. Um, you can listen to the music that you want to listen to and work in the shop that you want to work at. And if there isn't a shop you want to work at, you can go open one up pretty easily. It's not very hard to do. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Because um, I am stupid and I did it, you know. And um, it's not hard. And it's, it's awesome and it's very rewarding uh, making people feel better about themselves. Um, you know, you can really change someone's day, you know or week even, you know. I love the transformations when people come in and they haven't had a haircut or a beard trim in a year and they just look like you know, and they come in and, you know, they look like, I don't know, Hello. Morgan Freeman or whoever yeah. these ladies think are super attractive these days, I don't know. Morgan Wallen. There you go. Morgan, <laughs> Morgan Wallen. Morgan, 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 Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, okay. that's what I have to say. Look at you have to say. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think that's true, though. I think that um, it's like it's not much different than real estate. I actually find a lot in common with people that cut hair, whether that's a stylist or a barber, is that we do share that. It's like everybody has a real estate license. Everybody has their hair cutting 100%, license. 100%, yeah. And so it's just like an abundance of people's hair. You're going to stick out. Like, what are you going to do to be different and set apart? Well, I've already seen, you know, the vast majority of people who get their license, they don't. They don't stick around very long and it's the same can be said yeah i'm no real estate agent but i everyone the has their their real estate license until they don't yeah, exactly <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. so you, all you have to do is just want it bad enough and be persistent and care about what you do and you'll stick around you know and that's that's the important thing yeah, no, I think, I definitely agree. I think it definitely takes a good, you know, at least, you're definitely not going to be rich in a year. Like, people get into it both, like, Barbary and real estate, and think they're just going to be, like, magically just, like, rolling in the dough. Yeah. And it just, like, it doesn't work like that. And it's a lot of work. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially for you guys. I mean, you guys are on, I mean, not, I mean, for me, it's a lot of work, more, like, mental work, I feel like, because I'm having to deal with, like, counseling people, like, to buy a house or not buy a house. And, like, it's just this constant of, like, bombardment that you deal with but for you guys like you guys are standing here cutting like all day long like it's a lot yeah because my grandmother cut hair for several years so yeah. i mean like it is tough on your hands it, on your back on everything so it, it takes I mean, a lot out of you yeah, it, it does. takes a lot out of you for sure yeah um i've definitely seen you know people that have been doing it for several years and their their back is just killing them the wrists are hurting them i i've always had kind of carpal tunnel yeah. kind of thing but it's it's gotten worse and it will continue to get worse you know um yeah it's it's not good so you got to take care of yourself work ergonomically but it's definitely more of a physical job than people think for sure yeah no, i think people really underestimate the physical yeah. amount that you have to do but god at least it's inside and not out there because that's true yeah sucks outside it does but so. i have to say if i go anywhere i'm not usually yeah I'm usually outside. So respect to those people that work outside yes because it's been so ridiculously yeah. hot you're tough <laughs> no i agree especially with as hot as it's been but <laughs> i can't with you <laughs> But you made I really, a good white Russian. Like, right. I'm glad. That's the important part. I'm really glad I make good drinks. <laughs> but anyway, Brett, I've enjoyed it, and I think it went well. And you know, I hope that everything goes well, and I'm excited to see where this all goes for you. Honestly, hopefully, I get to watch it happen. Awesome. Okay. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Of course, my pleasure, Brett. Thanks, everybody, and I hope you have a great one.